What's up, everybody? Hopefully, you guys have had a great summer. And uh, I know my summer is really busy. We got, uh, I thought it would kind of be a little bit of time off, and it ended up just getting filled up real fast with uh, all sorts of activities and family reunions and campouts and different things like that. But we had a blast. It's been a great summer. Um, and uh, hockey season's kicking back up again. So we've got a lot of coaches right now that are in planning mode. And um, if you're on my email list, we've been talking quite a bit about that and emailing about, uh, you know, making sure that you're setting your season up properly so that you can give your players the best chance of success over the next coming season. And uh, anytime, you know, as we get into this mode and we're talking about planning, we're talking about what we're going to do the next season, um, questions start coming in as well. So I want to take a minute and just answer a question that uh, just came in from Coach Blair. And Coach Blair is going to be working with, uh, let's see, looks like he's going to be coaching the Adams this coming season, so 9 and 10-year-olds. And had some questions about forechecking and what forecheck is going to work the best for kids that age. And now let me just tell you, like, there's there's lots of different philosophies and lots of different ways of skinning a cat as far as hockey development for youth goes. And I know that, you know, certain people may agree or disagree with um, you know, with various philosophies out there. So I'm going to share with you what has worked for me. That's usually what I do with these sound bites. Take it for what it's worth, take it or leave it. And, um, you know, if it makes sense to you, you know, then apply it how you see fit. And if not say, you know what, thanks, but I'm going to keep doing it my way. So, um, having said that, so, uh, Blair is asking some questions about the forecheck and they had attempted to do like a two, two, one forecheck in the previous season. And uh, their objective was to get aggressive puck pursuit and create turnovers and, you know, things that really sound good. Uh, but the problem is, is, as even Coach Blair says, is high risk, high reward. So if it doesn't work, you've got two or possibly even four guys stuck deep and the other team's walking out against you and you really only have, you know, one defender back. So they're toying around with the ideas or the possibilities of using a different forecheck this year. And um, so let me, they, he asked, you know, in my experience, what's the best forecheck to use with a group of kids that age? Um, so let me first just really quickly address whether or not um, kids that age should be doing a forecheck, right? Because that's, I know a lot of coaches have questions or have concerns about that. It's like, well, they're so young, they shouldn't be doing systems anyways. Um I'll quickly give you my input. I do believe in systems uh, and po basic positional play, even at younger ages. And uh, depending on what level of play this is, uh, nine and 10 year olds can definitely start picking up the basics of a forecheck if it's taught right. Uh, and it doesn't need to be a, an either or question. Like it doesn't have to be skills development versus systems development. They don't need to rob from each other. You can develop both and do them both well and have the best skating team in the league and the smartest team positionally in the league at the same time. It can be done. You just have to structure your practices the right way. Having said that, when we're getting into systems work, especially like forecheck, it is at the early phases, in my opinion, it's very much about the buy-in from the players. So what we want to do is we want to pick a forecheck that's going to suit my team's skill set. Now that may be a 2-2-1, two, two, that may be a 1-2-2, two, two. Um, in my experience, I've had a lot of success with a one, two, two. And the reason why is because, um, even though it's by nature, like it, it's, 
uh, comes across as a more passive forecheck, you run it aggressively. So run an aggressive one, two, two, meaning get into your position quickly, explode quickly side to side. Um, we've got videos online on, on, you know, how this forecheck actually works, but, um, yes, you're not going deep into the zone and pressuring. You're sending one guy deep into the zone to pressure, but the other two, you know, the two middle guys and the two defenders are back and, uh, but they're, uh, explosive side to side, getting to their position as the play materializes. So if you want to know more about how that forecheck works, go check out the video online. Um, just go to wisetechhockey.com and search out one, two, two. Having said that, here's why I like the one, two, two, especially as you're introducing forechecks, because probably most kids at this age haven't really run much of a forecheck previous to this, right? So this may very well be the first year that they're implementing any forecheck. So what you want to do is pick something that will suit their skills and that they will be able to have immediate success with. Because if they go out there and they say, man, we're doing this two, two, one, and I'm killing myself, I'm busting my butt and we don't ever keep them in, or we only keep them in about half the time. And then when we don't, they come down and score on us. Well, that's, psychologically, that's like, it's, uh, it's devastating to the player, right? It's devastating to what you want them to do. They're, they're not believing in themselves when that happens. They're not believing in you as a coach because they're trying their best to do what you're telling them to do. And then when it doesn't work, it's like, man, I don't know, like maybe, maybe there's something, maybe the coach doesn't know what he's talking about. Right. So we want to set them up to be able to have immediate success with the forecheck they're using. And the one, two, two is strong enough and smart enough and straightforward enough that they can do that. If they run it well, they will have immediate success with it. They will hem the other team in their zone. And then all of a sudden, now you've got belief that's growing in, in their minds and in their hearts, you know, in their work ethic. And you can reinforce that. You can tell them, hey, did you guys notice when you ran that one, two, two, the way we described it, did, how, did they come out of their zone? No, they didn't. The other team couldn't get out. They weren't smart enough to figure out how to beat it. And they just kept putting it right back to your stick. And you got scoring opportunity after scoring opportunity. You, st- you know, kept it in their zone for the full shift. And you can point things out like that. And then they're, then in the mind of the nine-year-old, the 10-year-old, they're like, yeah, wow. Yeah, what coach says is right. You know, if, if I keep doing what he says, we'll keep having this success. And so then not only are you creating buy-in for that specific aspect of the system, but you're creating buy-in for yourself as a coach. So now when it comes time, you know, maybe in a year or two, when it comes time to like really dissecting what's going on and, you know, as the defensemen are playing the one-on-one, for example, and you're trying to tell them how to manage that gap properly, how to keep the guy to the outside, well, now in their minds, they're like, well, yeah, he's been right about the one, two, two. He was right about the, the uh, breakouts. You know, he was right about this and that. Yeah, coach knows what he's talking about. I'm going to do my best to implement what he's describing here in this situation. And so it's all about like, you know, putting them in a situation where they can have success quickly. And, you know, the less complex that system is, the, the better that's going to work. Okay. So the one, two, two, even if they get beat on the one, two, two, you've got guys in position to get back to back check. It won't immediately cost you. Um, so less, less risky. And, you know, ideally it's, a, it's more chance of success um, as you implement it quickly, right? More chance of quick success, I should say. And then, like I said before, that opens doors. Now that you've got the buy-in of the players, now when it's time to introduce like a two, one, two, you can say, okay, we've done the, the one, two, two. And we know how that works. Now, let me tell you this. When we get a situation where we need 
more pressure where we really want to stick it to these guys. Here's what we're going to do. And here's how it needs to be done for it to be effective. And they will be all ears because they've already known that like they've already had success with what you told them to do before when they ran it the way you told them to do it before it has worked. So now it's like, great. Yeah. Let's add another, add another weapon to our, to our arsenal that we can use against teams to really, you know, keep them on their toes. And, um, it's a, like a positive snowball effect if you do it right. So, um, I guess the two takeaways, in my opinion, don't shy away from systems at the young ages. They can be top positional play. Don't let systems take away from skills. Don't let skills take away from systems, develop them both simultaneously. And then when you begin to implement certain things, start with the things that they're going to have a quick success with to create buy-in. And then you can build off that for subsequent seasons. So hopefully that helps. I know it was a question from, uh, from one coach, but I know that that's like probably a question or an answer that will help other coaches as well. So that's why I figured I'd do a, a quick soundbite on it. So welcome back to the season. Hopefully everybody's doing well and um, good luck this year, guys. Thanks. And we'll be back again soon with more soundbites.